With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, who, as you will note uh, from his sound, uh, he decided that after watching Lamar Jackson in person against the Rams, and, and not just you know against the Rams, but basically destroy the Rams, uh, he just decided to move to Baltimore. So uh, Dylan is currently you know getting moved <laughs> into Baltimore uh, so he can move in beside Lamar Jackson and just uh, bask in his great isn't that right, Dylan? Yeah, I think my fandom has been traded to Baltimore after that game. It was, <laughs> uh, it was a lot. I tried to separate it out watching it there. It was a lot of fun just seeing what he can do. It wasn't so fun considering the other team's jersey, but I think I'll survive. I think I've already come to terms with the Rams' uh, fate this season regardless. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was not a pretty outing. It was, uh, it was a good atmosphere early in the game. I was happy with that because there's been a few Rams games this season where on those normal Sunday afternoon starts where it's pretty empty, but the crowd was energized, they were into it, and they were quickly taken out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, but uh, in all seriousness, still in, not in the office, uh, certainly we're recording here yeah. a day before the Thanksgiving games, uh, but we know how much you guys rely on our picks uh, to lose you all your cash, so uh, we wanted to make sure uh, that was hey, our... We, we did pretty well last week. <laughs> we did. Well last week. We did. I think we were uh, among the better you know, prognosticators of the week uh, if you look around at our picks so uh did a good job but dylan it gets a little tougher this week because everyone is playing yeah. and uh there are some games that could go back and forth here i changed a couple of my picks several times we'll get to those uh but we will start uh, here with the thanksgiving games uh of course the, the one that always gets things started the lions are involved in that when the bears are at the lions the bears are three point favorites uh in this game it looks like this line is actually moving up a bit so which is not surprising mm-hmm. i think uh, i think you know you could probably find it three to four at this point so um it's not surprising because the lions as we know they're coming off a loss to the redskins the bears are still a mess on offense but I guess at the end of the day here, um, yeah, I've got to go with the Bears just because I don't know what we're going to get from the Lions. Um, and you just 
hope and assume, I guess, that the Bears are going to figure this out uh, because the Redskins sure did. So surely the Bears will be able to put up enough offense, uh, I guess, to win this game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's pretty difficult to pick a team that just lost to another team as bad as Washington. <laughs> the Lions definitely did not bring their best effort at this point. Uh, you know, for everything they did well in the season, they're not a team that I'm really considering to be a threat. I mean, obviously record-wise, but just in general, there looks like a lot of these guys are still playing, you know, out the season, don't want to pick up some victories, but overall are not going to be, you know, as locked in as they might have been early in the year when they felt like maybe we can make a run of the playoff spot. Chicago's still in that conversation. I still, uh, it's kind of like the game last week with the Bears when they played the Giants. When I think about this one, it's only one really unit out of the, the four outside of special teams I trust in the field in this game, and it's the Bears' defense. I think it'll be enough for them to win. I'm going to pick them, but uh, you know, that, now that the spread, I, I just changed it on our docket. I think it moved up to minus four. I'm not as confident that they're going to be able to take it um, over that. It's going to be probably another low-scoring game. Jeff Driscoll has kind of come back down to earth. Um, and here it's going to be probably his biggest test. I know they just played a couple of weeks ago, and it would probably be a pretty similar ugly game. Yeah, I don't expect much offense here. Um, and I don't know. It's Like you said, it's hard to pick the Bears to cover a four-point spread when you don't know if the Bears are going to score three points in a game or not. Um, so <laughs> that, that makes it difficult. Uh, but, yeah, we'll both go with the Bears here just because the Lions aren't very good right now either. So um, And they're clearly struggling here. So uh, we'll see what happens in that one, the first Thanksgiving game. Uh, the second one, uh, as usual, involves the Cowboys, as the Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Bills. Uh, it's another line I think you'll probably find, you know, it'll be between that six-and-a-half to seven. I think you'll see either one of those in a lot of places. Um, either way, I, I'm i going to go with the Cowboys here, and mm. I can't say I'm completely confident about this because <laughs> – it's just something still with the Cowboys, as we keep saying. I mean, it's, you know, they had every chance to win that game against the Patriots. I know it's the Patriots, but uh, they just didn't look great in that one. I have, you know, I've been on this Bills bandwagon with you, and I'm about to give you the floor <laughs> because we all know yeah. what's coming here, but I just don't think I can take them in this spot on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going to stay on brand and take the Bills to win this <laughs> one in my upset of the week mostly because I, I'm excited about the idea of Buffalo getting into the playoffs. I'm not going to be able to host one as I would have hoped in front of that insane crowd, but I think this will be a good game. It's kind of two teams that I think of in a similar fashion in terms of they have not, either of them have really not beaten a good team yet. Uh, the Cowboys did beat the Eagles and the Bills got crushed by the Eagles at home. So, they, I mean, the Cowboys understand why they're a favorite. This is not New England's defense. Buffalo's, you know, they've been able to stop the pass pretty well, but they've given up a lot of rushing yards. But we saw Zeke in the in the Cowboys rushing game struggle a lot against New England, another team that hasn't defended the run all that well. So I'm I'm just kind of concerned about seeing this this Cowboys team put it all together against a winning team. Buffalo, I feel like there's less pressure on them in this one. I, every, all this the spotlight's going to be you know this is probably out of the three games tomorrow on Thanksgiving the, the most exciting matchup. And while the Bills, you know, they're, they're sitting at 8-3 feeling pretty good, they don't really have the – no one's if they lose this one, ever, no one's really expecting them to win. Uh, for Dallas at 6-5 and five with some of the games they've lost, all of the pressure, everything's – all the spotlight, you know, there's all the rumors about Jason Garrett possibly going to the Giants if he if that <laughs> opening happens and all that, all this nonsense. So, it's, it, you know, there's just so many things going around this team. I won't be shocked if Dallas wins, but I just – I could see Buffalo kind of get, getting the job done. Dallas' defense has struggled all year. I don't think they're going to play that well in this one um, with all the with what Buffalo can do running the ball. I think they'll be able to balance it out. If Josh Allen just has a decent game, I think it'll be close late. Um, but yeah, like I said, 
could see it going either way. Just really need to see the Cowboys actually beat some of these teams with better records first before I'm going to buy into them again. Yeah, it's uh, it is a situation where it's kind of hard to pick against the Cowboys. But hey, Urban Meyer, he's the betting favorite right now to be the Cowboys oh, coach uh, next season. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, I think we we put that up on the side. I guess that was on Tuesday. One of those. You know, you're always yeah. seeing these odds. I think it was Bet Online. AG, I don't know somewhere like that. But uh, Urban Meyer was uh, head of the pack there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Cowboys. Uh, they've still worried about this season, and uh, this is a big game. I mean, if the Bills can win this game, that's a yeah, it's huge for the Bills, but uh, it's equally as big of a game for the Cowboys because they really need to get this one here at home. Uh, you mentioned that was probably the most exciting game on Thanksgiving because this one has kind of lost some of its luster, I guess, after what we saw from the Falcons last week. Uh, the Saints are in Atlanta um, at the Falcons, and the Saints are uh, seven-point favorites in this one on the road. As we know, the Falcons started their many uh, resurgence a couple weeks ago <laughs> where they went into New Orleans, made the Saints look silly, uh, completely just stopped everything. I mean, they, they didn't allow the Saints to do much of anything on offense, uh, but mm-hmm. the Falcons sort of returned last week. They really struggled against the Bucks, And now the revenge factor, all that, um, it's just you can't go back to the Falcons here. I'm picking the Saints, and I'll be honest, this was close for me to be in a lock of the week uh, because I my trust factor in the Falcons is just no longer there. Uh, it was for literally one week, and now it's uh, completely gone, <laughs> and uh, I will go with the Saints here. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints as well. I can't, I mean, you know, given their balance in offense and defense, I thought they bounced back pretty well last week. And just overall, like you said, the Falcons, how are we going to possibly trust this team, given what we've seen? That's, that, that is a little bit of why I didn't make this a lock of the week, because my trust factor in the Falcons goes the flip side too, right? Like they, they could very well play well again and then cover this spread. So we'll see what happens. I know that we got the game a couple of weeks ago where the Falcons kind of blew out the Saints in New Orleans. I think the Saints will come back with a lot uh, better performance just overall. They ever, it just seemed across the board, everyone was kind of flat in that game, just kind of came out of thinking they were going to win no matter what. This one, I, they already got punched in the mouth by the Falcons. I think they're going to probably win this game and probably cover, but Again, if the Falcons find find that find that mojo that we saw for a couple of weeks, maybe it's just the competition. Maybe they have to play an actually good team to play that well. But still, going to pick the Saints in the final game on Thanksgiving. Yep, uh, the Saints the better pick here, and uh, over under on this one's close to I think it's forty nine now, which. You see some points probably put up here. Like I said, with the Falcons' defense for sure, and, and knowing the Saints are probably going to be able to find some more offense than they did in that last game. I don't think you see the Saints score nine points in this one. Um, I think you'll you'll see quite a bit uh, from New Orleans there. So there's your Thanksgiving slate. Uh, three, you know, potentially good games, although the first one's probably going to be pretty ugly. But Bills, Cowboys, Saints, Falcons could, <laughs> could both be pretty good uh, if you get mm-hmm. you know both those teams playing to their potential. Uh, then we get to the Sunday slate. Uh, starts off with this one. I don't think this is one a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. Uh, the Jets are at the Bengals, and the Bengals trying to uh, keep their winless streak going. Uh, the Jets are three and a half point favorites here. Dylan, this is uh, I'm looking at our pick sheet here. There's something up because you know you, <laughs> I almost wonder if you know maybe you've got a typo here or something. I'm going with the Jets, but it seems to be that uh, you've decided that you are going to give the Bengals a victory here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this as finally the one that the Bengals get done. I, you, uh, you know, the Jets, 
they've they've reeled out some of these victories against some of these bad teams, and I won't be shocked to see it again. But I just something's tell, like I have kind of a gut feeling here that the Bengals are just going to find a way to win one of these games. They keep playing these better teams than the Jets quite well, and keep. I mean, the Steelers aren't a good team, but I mean, you know, the Raider game, the uh, the game early in the year against the um, obviously going back all the way to Week One against the Seahawks, that was a bit of a fluke. But even the Ravens, a bit into the season, they've had some games where they've stuck with these better teams and kept it close. I still think the Jets are playing a little bit better than even what they have for the last few weeks. I don't think they're really a, a threat at this point. And I think this will finally put home any of the, the murmurs about the Jets possibly running the table and get to the playoffs. I think the Bengals get their one win. I still think they're in a great position to secure that number one pick. I don't think it will ruin that. I think they are, will have some pride on the line. I think with just in this one game, they'll find a way to get it done. But it's, this is nothing more and this is two really bad teams, and I feel like I could almost flip a coin, so why not go with the team that hasn't won a game? <laughs> there you go. So I'm looking at our, our notes here and um, from the NFL, and they always do a great job putting together notes on these games during the week. Um, the last time these two played in Cincinnati was October the 27th, 2013. The Bengals won that game 49-9. to so uh, well, a 40-point win for the Bengals the last just, time these two played in Cincinnati. Just bring, back, just bring back Andrew Whitworth when he was you know in his early 30s. Bring back that whole <laughs> offensive line and all those weapons that they had on defense. A little bit different Bengals team oh, <laughs> six years later. Yep, T.J. Hushmanzada. I don't know who all was on that team. Oh, That's, that feels like forever ago. <laughs> I don't – I can't keep up now with like, like you know when did Chad Johnson play? Like I, I don't even know at this point. Yeah. Like it's it's hard to keep up with the years, but so we'll, we'll see. Um, all right, so I'm going with the Jets. You're going with the Bengals. Uh, either way, the Bengals probably see how win. That works out. yeah, the Bengals <laughs> probably win no matter what because they're still leading the race with the number one pick. So uh, all right, uh, the Titans are at the Colts. Uh, the Colts are two and a half point favorites in this one. I said I changed my pick on a couple. This is one I changed my pick on. Uh, mm. I initially did have the Titans winning this game because uh, I, I don't know why. I just assume now that they have a little bit of momentum, uh, you know, you lean on the Titans, you think they're going to get it done, but then in the back of my mind, once again, what happens when the Titans get a little momentum? You feel like they're probably going to find a way to lose it a bit. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's just the Colts are in a spot here where, look, you're at home. Uh, these two teams are fighting, you know, for the to, to take that spot of the Texans at the top there in the division. And this is essentially, you know, whoever wins this game is certainly a big step forward in terms of the, the playoff picture, uh, especially for the Colts here because, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a huge game for the Colts. And I can't, even though they lost at home to the Dolphins there several weeks ago, I just feel like they're going to be ready for this one. Um, I still think Derrick Henry could just go off here and, yeah. and lead the Titans mm-hmm. to a win. Uh, but the Colts are at home. It's a huge game. Playoff implications. I, I, I guess I have to lean on the Colts here. Yeah, I'm signing with the Colts as well in terms of just the, the trust factor for the Titans. I mean, what we've seen week to week, I feel like if both, you know, if these teams both play at their absolute peak, you know, if you told me that going in, I'd probably pick Tennessee, given what we've seen from Ryan Tannehill. If, he, if Tannehill continues to play as well as he has, they're going to be fine in terms of balancing the offense of Derrick Henry. And even against the Colts defense, it's probably better than some of the ones they've gone off against. I still think they would have get the job done, but I just don't. It's kind of that same thing in the back of my head. Still the Titans in a big, uh, you know, momentum, must-win spot kind of. And I just I just don't see them getting it done. I mean, the Colts really were a few plays away from beating the Texans and sweeping that season series and feeling really good coming into this one. I think the Colts are a little more, I mean, they're 
well, probably better coach. I'm not trying to take too much away from Mike Rabel, but <laughs> with what Frank Reich and that team done this year, has still been impressive, even with some of the losses over the last few weeks. I mean, we're only coming off a couple of weeks ago where they blew out the Jaguars and we saw everything working full flush. I think the offensive line is going to set a tone here. I think on the flip side, I just don't think Tennessee is going to be able to be, play completely mistake-free football on offense and score enough points to really keep up with Percet. And they haven't really missed too much of a beat. Jonathan Williams filling in for Marlon Mack. They look like everything's still working for Indianapolis. I think they're going to have a good week home cooking here and get the job done. But, uh, again, uh, one of our our favorite matchups, all these AFC <laughs> South teams in the conversation, you got to love it. <laughs> well, yeah, and in this one, look, I mean, it's – I know every season's different, but you also can't ignore the history here. I mean, the, the Titans have won in Indianapolis oh, yeah. only once, I think, since 2000. I want to say 2007, maybe. I think the Titans. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it was 2007, yeah. Okay, so I knew it had yep. been a while. December so, 30th, 2007. <laughs> which, of course, they, they won, I guess, a couple years ago now. They won there, and it was like, oh, finally. Uh, that you know gave them a two-game winning streak against the Coles. But other than that, they just have had no success. That was success. the season when luck was hurt, correct? That right. Was, I think that was the year when. Uh, was, I don't even know who was playing quarterback at that point for the yeah. Colts. If it had been Hoyer or someone else, it was you know, things are not Hoyer, I guess, this year, yeah. but not yeah, not looking too good for them there. Yeah, so they just haven't had a lot of success in the, you know playing in Indianapolis, and so you consider that too here. Um, it's it certainly plays a role. I don't care if it's a different team, but uh, just it's been a, a dominating for for the Colts over the years uh, there in that building. So uh, there you go, both taking the Colts uh, in our favorite division there matchup. Uh, the next one, uh, the Eagles are at the Dolphins. The Eagles are nine-point favorites in this one. Um, hey, I'll tell you, it's, it shows you where we are, Dylan, with these two teams because I never considered this as one of my picks for the lock of the week. Like, I never even thought twice about it. Um, and that's probably not going to make Eagles fans very happy because that sort of tells you where they're at right now. Um, oh, yeah, seeing your change you get, too. It's actually at a 10 now. So it's a 10. Yep. There's no mm-hmm. way at this point am I, would, I wouldn't even go close to considering it because, again, the Dolphins have gotten better. We've said that week after week. Now, I'm not crazy. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. Uh, but... I, just, I don't know, man. I Like we said, the Eagles have sort of just been broken. I mean, I know injuries have played a role here, and I guess it's a matter of seeing who plays and who doesn't, but um, this is still one I just I don't trust the Eagles right now. And, and But we know, I mean, they're in must-win mode. If they lose this game, that's it. Like, they have to win this game here in Miami, the plain and simple. Yeah, I, I expect the Eagles to get the job done with all the urgency they have. The Dolphins, the games they've won are – Sneak it up on teams, or and in one case, the Colts, where their starting quarterback isn't in there, and the other guy's making a lot of mistakes. So, I, I think Philadelphia wins. But like you said, like this, usually if we, if we looked at this game in week three or four, we would have for sure said this is our lock of the week. Oh yeah, the Eagles against the Dolphins, ten points. Like there should be no problem. But <laughs> the Dolphins have played better, as we've talked about, and still think they're going to be playing hard. I don't think they're going to be able to do enough here against Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will get right a little bit on offense. But I still just I still have a lot of questions, obviously, yeah, not just with their defense, but all right, the defense has actually played much better. It's really their offense that's still going to be uh, the one thing that if they're going to actually do anything this season, they really have to figure out that uh, what the passing game and wins being off is one thing. The receivers being all injured is one thing. But just overall, the performance of the offensive line has been fantastic. Injuries, I know, there too. It's just 
just been brutal on that side of the ball. Um, and this one for Philadelphia, I think winning shouldn't be an issue given their defense. Their defense has played so much better as the season's gone on, and they're going to be playing a Dolphin team that's really not, uh, in terms of the uh, man-to-man talent and depth across the board, isn't up there with some of the teams they've faced and held to you know much uh, pretty low scoring totals over the last few weeks. So expect them to get the job done, but uh, yeah, it really tells you a lot about what's happened with the Eagles over the course of this year in terms of us not thinking this is a for sure a, a 10-plus point win for them. Yep, uh, we'll see what happens there in this one, but I, I think the Eagles, I mean, they've, they've got to win this game, period. And if they want to get their offense back on track, a uh, good way to do yeah. it against a team that's given up uh, 31.5 points per game. So uh, you should be able to, to figure some things out here. So uh, we'll see if they can do that. Uh, the next one, the much-awaited Rematch between uh, the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, that's in Pittsburgh. The Browns are two-point favorites uh, heading into this one. Uh, I think we were all, you know, have been sort of waiting on this one. But uh, the, the two players that uh, were pretty much the, the central figures in, in all the controversy and the chaos of the previous game, uh, probably not going to be playing in this one. But we know Miles Garrett's not going to be yeah. playing, but now Mason Rudolph probably not going to be playing either because uh, he's been benched for, for Devlin Hodges, and um, it appears that, that Hodges will be the guy who's going to give it a go. So uh, that takes away you know, some of that, uh, I guess, uh, part of it, what people were hoping to see here. But um, mm-hmm. it's still going to be chippy. Let's just point that out here. Um, it's clearly there's going to be – uh some aggressiveness on both sides i would expect in this game um this was very tough for me because i I feel like you know the browns should win this game but i ultimately picked the steelers here and it is going to be my upset of the week because i don't really have a lot of upsets elsewhere um i devlin hodges certainly looks better than mason rudolph i feel like that's a positive now again you got to remember they play the playing the Bengals, and and that's something where you know that was a (laughs) It's different when you're playing the Bengals and you're playing a lot of other teams. But um, I don't know. This is just – I feel like the Steelers' defense is what comes to to be the difference here because – they they're going to be amped yeah. up we know that and we know baker mayfield is prone to make mistakes especially in a setting like this on the road they the emotions are going to be high here um the browns are are the better team but i just think the steelers are going to find a way to win this game uh, i don't necessarily expect this to be a pretty game um I feel like it could be more of a defensive type of battle, but mm-hmm. I will take the Steelers here as my upset of the week. Yeah, everything in my – this is like the flip side almost of that Bengals game earlier. Everything in my gut is telling me the Browns are not going to get this done. <laughs> I just feel like this is the kind of game that, you know, five and six, only a game behind all these teams in the, in the playoffs or tied to that last six seed, including Pittsburgh. This is the kind of game where we you just they have the mistakes and you see the talents there, but then the things just kind of don't come together as it has all season. I know they've won a number of games in a row, and I'm finally flipping. I know I <laughs> picked the Steelers the last time they played. I'm going to pick the Browns here, but I don't feel wonderful about that, just given everything like you're saying. I mean, the Steelers defense has been so great, and it's not like Cleveland was really uh, going up and down the field in that last game. This one, I, I was just looking at the forecast, supposed to be 50 degrees of the rain. I mean, it's mm. probably not going to be a pretty pretty field out there. I mean, Heinz Field in general is always one of the 
seems like one of the worst surfaces. Once we get into uh, late November, December football, uh, it's going to be a kind of a weird game. Uh, I just uh, the thing is with Devlin Hodges, yes, he looks better than Rudolph did, but that's not saying a ton against <laughs> the Bengals like you just mentioned. And it's going to be a much tougher matchup for him as well. I, I think the Browns' defense has come together a lot better. I know the Dolphin game was you know, it's just the Dolphins and. They'd already kind of clinched the game when they started giving up some more yards there and kind of let the put off the gas pedal. But we saw what they did against Pittsburgh. I think they're going to come out really motivated. And I just, between what the two defenses, I think Cleveland's, even if it's below Pittsburgh's talent, still solid. And there's, there's just too much talent for me to, to think that Cleveland's offense can't get enough done to win this game. It's going to be definitely one that and it won't be pretty but uh but still one that i think a lot of people are going to be tuning into just because of what happened two weeks ago and given that there's not a lot of brown steelers games in the last 20 years that have this much on the line yeah it's uh it's a big game man like you said for for me i think it is it's like you feel like the browns should win this game and that's ultimately why i picked against them because it's like you know <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of the raiders thing from last week right where yeah. i said you know what I know the Raiders should beat the Jets on the road, but I just don't trust them. That doesn't and, mean they will. <laughs> exactly, and I think it's the same thing here. I, I feel like the Browns should win this game, but uh, I just don't trust them yet. And uh, so I, I will take the Steelers here. You'll take the Browns. Uh, either way, it's uh, the over-under here is 39, so it, it's probably going to be a lower-scoring defensive type of battle. Um, and I don't know, though. I mean, it's uh, the Steelers aren't easy to, to run against, even with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt playing like they are uh, but then again i mean the steelers backfield not exactly in full form right now so who knows uh, if it is an ugly game uh, we could see a pretty ugly one here if the weather plays a role too uh, in that one yeah all right uh, the next one the packers at the giants the packers are six and a half point favorites in this one believe it or not uh, I scanned, I scanned, I tried, I've looked everywhere. I was like, well, I've got to find a lock of the week somewhere. This is the one I felt the most confident in because I know what happened to the Packers when they went to play the Niners. I mean, they, they look terrible, but I also know that the Niners and the Giants defense are pretty you know, opposite. And I just see this as a surefire bounce-back game for the Packers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're going to score a lot of points here. Uh, against the defense, you know that I mean, even the Bears got 19 against the Giants, right? So, uh, and for the, I mean, for the Bears, that's what that equals like 35 or something. So, um, yeah, I just, I just don't see the Giants stopping the Packers here. And it's six and a half. I mean, I think the Packers win this game by at least a touchdown. Uh, and I just, I don't see this really being. I mean, I, I don't know. Like we said, Saquon Barkley just isn't the Saquon Barkley of last season due to yeah. injury, and we know that. I mean, it's injuries playing a role here. He's not 100 percent yet. Um, and that offense just it is what it is I mean it's there's only so much you can do when your defense plays like that and and I just don't see Uh them having enough firepower here to to keep up with Aaron Rodgers and company no yeah I'm gonna pick the Packers as well I'm maybe not as confident about the six and a half point spread just because Green Bay's defense is really kind of from early in the year when we were talking about them as one of the more surprising like dark horse units those starting to kind of uh, rise, you know, a top 10 group. They've really struggled, not just stopping the pass, but really against the run, their DVOA is 28th now. And you're facing the Giants team that is going to want to run the ball if they can. I still think the Packers get the job done. Like you mentioned, their, their offense is bound to bounce back. I mean, it's a completely different 
uh, conversation. We're talking about what the 49ers secondary is and their whole defense compared to the Giants. Uh, they should have no problem moving the ball. And uh, we've seen them when, when they're not playing in California in general, the Packers have been pretty explosive. So uh, I think they're going to get the job done, but the six and a half point spread, I think it, the only way that I think the, they don't uh, cover is if the Giants find a way to just get some points on the board. This isn't the Bears defense they're facing by any means. So they're, they're going to have, a, a, you'd think, a bit of an easier time. But at the flip side, I mean, if those if the two uh, Smiths get their pass rush going, you could see Daniel Jones throwing a few picks to that Packers secondary, and then this one could get ugly really easily. Yep, uh, I'll take the Packers there. feel pretty confident about it. Um, yeah, and they, I mean, they have to, you know, I mean, I guess it's not a must win, but it kind of is. I mean, you think about it, you're playing at the Giants, a bad team. Uh, you really need to win this game. Uh, let's get some momentum back after that performance against the Niners uh all right next up is the Redskins at the Panthers the Panthers are 10 point favorites uh in this game and uh poor Redskins I mean they you know you're feeling really good about getting that number one pick you come out and you beat the Lions and all of a sudden you've got all this momentum uh, but now you got to go try to stop Christian McCaffrey and uh good luck with that because I don't see that happening and I just, you know, the, the Panthers, they played really well against the Saints. Uh, they had every chance to win it, you know, kicking aside. Um, they they still feel like they have a chance here. I mean, it's it's kind of hard, I guess, to, to know exactly how the playoff picture is going to play out in the NFC. But uh, you get a win here, at least you're moving back in the right direction. And again, there's just there's no reason the Panthers should lose this game. Yeah, I thought about making this my lock of the week. I, I guess I just, you know, given what the Panthers' defense has struggled with, I, I could see guys and Adrian Peterson having decent weeks and doing enough for the Redskins. I mean, they're coming off a win, so there's going to be some, you know, a little bit more momentum for them. But I still think the Panthers have too much talent to not get the job done. They're talking about a team that, I mean, yes, they've lost them. The game to the Falcons is not pretty, but they almost went into New Orleans, almost knocked out the Saints, and they ordered a huge game to flip you know, their chances of winning that division, or at least getting the playoffs back forward. I still think the Panthers don't quite have enough to get it this year, but uh, this is a game they should take easily. They just have way more talent. That's Redskins defense. Uh, I, I don't know how some of these teams don't score more points than them. They're so brutal. So, yeah, I think McCaffrey, anyone that's trying to win a, a fantasy game to get in their playoffs, give any <laughs> Panthers players out. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for DJ Moore and hopefully even Curtis Samuel in one of my other leagues to get something done because, yeah, the Redskins defense has been pretty bad. The only concern, a little bit, there there's, might be rain in the forecast again. So a lot of these yeah. games now are getting to this part of the schedule where weather's going to play a factor, and that's why, I mean, the 10-point spread. I just don't completely trust that the Panthers are going to be able to get to that high of a point differential by the end of this one. Yeah, and, I mean, it's we talk about the Panthers and their playoff. I mean, really, after this week – we we know pretty much there are five teams from the NFC that are that are feeling I mean like they're in like it's pretty much they're in um but there could be four or five teams sitting at six and six after this week um you know trying to to make a race there for, for the playoffs so uh pretty wild to, to think about and, and the Panthers you know could be one of those teams because everyone right now is chasing the Niners the Seahawks the Packers the Vikings and the Saints uh and then you consider you know you've got teams like the Panthers the Cowboys the Eagles the Rams uh the Bears it's just it's pretty crazy to think about so uh big week big week for a lot of these teams and the Panthers uh playing one of the the easier games you would expect of the week so they could put themselves in a pretty good spot here um all right this next one how about this a pick 'em? we have a pick 'em, um, yes. and we haven't had many of these this season 
the Bucks at the Jags. Uh, take your pick, folks, because uh, that's what <laughs> that's what Vegas thinks. Uh, you might as well just flip a coin. Uh, and I get it. And and the thing is, this is one I switch to because. When you look at it on the surface, it's like, well, you feel like DJ Chark's going to be able to do some things. I think Nick Foles will look a lot mm-hmm. better in this game. Um, but what makes the Jags go is Leonard Fournette, and he's playing, as we've said so many times, the Bucks' strength is stopping the run, and it's uh, you know they're going to be focused in on him, and this is not the Jags' defense that we've seen in recent years. Jalen Ramsey's not yeah. there anymore, and I just I feel like with the momentum the Bucks had from last week against the Falcons, uh, this is once again going to be a situation where their passing offense, even if Jameis Winston throws an interception on the very first pass again, um, they, they're going to have a <laughs> lot of opportunities to succeed. Uh, and I just I don't know I I just feel like the Bucks are the better pick here. Yeah, I'm, I, I picked Tampa Bay as well. I'm trying not to go too far on what they did last week, winning that game against the Falcons. I, at least they're one of the more inconsistent teams in the NFL, so they could absolutely come out really flat, and I wouldn't be shocked by any means. But I just uh, they they're still one of the best defenses by DVOA uh, against the run. Actually, first against rushing uh, attempts from other teams. So. I mean, Leonard Fournette owners, that's not great news. It's not going to probably be the best day yeah, for him. Thanks a lot, um, Dylan. That's that's me. But I don't really have to worry about it, right? Because I'm in first place in our league, yeah. so I'm okay. So Exactly. Yeah, you're good. You, you can afford a lot. <laughs> you don't need to buy. But anyway, um, yeah, 20, but they're 25th in DVOA against the pass. So you, like you said, you'd have to think that DJ Chark and, some of, and Foles and all these guys on that side are able to get something going. I just don't think they have the firepower to match up with Tampa Bay, and their defense isn't anywhere close to where it was you know, a few years ago. Uh, they have been carved up in every sort of way through the air, through the run, everything. So I think you know, Tampa Bay will see how much they want to run the ball given how much the Jags has actually struggled against the run themselves. But I, uh, at the end of the day, they're still going to probably be putting up a lot, probably turning it over a lot. But nonetheless, Chris Godwin, just so many teams don't really have this answer for the, the one-two punch that the Bucks have. It's like, it's pick your poison. You can try to really stop Mike Evans, and then Godwin's going to go off. You go the flip side, and you single cover him deep, and Chris uh, Mike Evans is up there with some of the best receivers in the NFL and, and deserves to be in that conversation despite the team he's on. So, yeah, I just think Tampa Bay's talent – is the reason I'm going to pick them in this pick them, but there's a reason it's a pick them. These are two, four, and seven teams that aren't going anywhere real fast. There's not a ton to play for, so who has the most pride, who has the most talent? We'll see what happens. Yep, uh, it's going to be interesting. That's a game where, like we said, neither one of these teams playing for the playoffs, but um, that's a that's a sneaky shootout type of game like it's just it feels like it's just one of those games that could get wild and um but that's the bucks right i mean that's kind of what we expect with the bucks game mm-hmm. so uh we'll see uh, what happens there all right this next one and, and my goodness i just i wish there was a way that we could just say all right let's just halt the halt things here let's do what's right let's put the 49ers at the ravens on sunday night you know whatever you want to do let's I know. Just, let's yeah. please get this game i let, listen tom brady versus deshaun watson great that's that's great but come on like i just i wish we were getting this in prime time um mm-hmm. instead we're getting it in the middle of the day um you know it's not even it's not even an afternoon game it's just it's a you know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a noon kickoff central time here so um but it is it is the 49ers at the ravens <laughs> and the crazy thing is this the ravens are six point favorites in this game i mean that is just you think about it you're playing a 10 and one team 
And you're six-point favorites. That shows you where the Ravens are at right now. Um, they are on another level. My game of the week, and look, it's your game of the week. It's everyone's game of the week. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt. Um, it's just there's no way, as good as the 49ers have been, as good as they've been on defense, there is no way that you can pick against Lamar Jackson right now. I just I, – I don't I, – there's no – I mean, there's no way. You can't do it. And so mm-hmm. – the Ravens are just playing on another stratosphere right now, and I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers like they beat the Rams, but uh, I do think <laughs> nope. they I do think they win this game. Um, and there you go. Like that's this is a potential Super Bowl preview. The Ravens are so good right now. There's no way I can pick against them. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited for this one. Like you said, also my game of the week. I do wish they'd at least been able to move it to that later slate of games instead it's going to be with all these morning ones not on tv in los angeles so i'll be catching what i can on red zone and watching the condensed game after the fact because it's going to i mean you're talking about one of the best defenses in the nfl in the 49ers and now the number one offense in dvoa but in the ravens and a team that's so balanced both throwing and running i mean lamar jackson's just on another level yes they lose they're going to be their pro bowl center but they you know they're still kind of after that injury happened against the rams they kept clicking everything was still working for them it's going to be a huge test but Again, we talked about when we talk about the 49ers defense, they do not defend the run well at all. They're in the middle of the pack. They're much worse run defense than the Rams had. And the Rams, what's crazy about that game, the Rams only fell one spot in rushing DVOA <laughs> after getting torched by the Ravens. That just shows you what, because uh, it, you know, it takes regressions to the mean in terms of the, the talent they're facing. That just shows you what level the Ravens are on right now. Yep. I think that is a big factor for me. Another big factor in this game, picking the Ravens at home, is that you know, that makes an impact. We saw what the 49ers did against Russell Wilson and some quarterbacks that are and also in the two games they've nearly lost both times to the Cardinals. These guys are able to extend plays when they get the when they have quick pressure and either get throw the ball away, at least not take big losses. That's been such a huge factor against the 49ers and it's something they're it's going to be their biggest test. I mean, you could argue Russell Wilson as well, but I think it's going to be a different level in terms of what they're getting from the Ravens offense. I think the Ravens will, it won't be like the Patriots game where they put up 37, but I still think they're going to put up some number in the high 20s. I think they're going to get the job done. And what could, like you said, could be a Super Bowl preview. And the last thing I wanted to bring up was the Ravens defense, which we talked about it a few times, but they've really, they've jumped all the way to fourth in DVOA over the last few weeks. They've just been on a different level. This is a team that just keeps blowing out everyone they face, no matter how good they are. So I, I, they do struggle against the run a bit. So if you you got seven Coleman, some of these guys in the backfield for the 49ers, maybe they'll get going. But we saw against the Rams, that was not the case. And uh, if, you, if you're a Garoppolo owner, if you have any of these uh, Kittle, uh, all these guys, Emmanuel Sanders, I, I do not feel great. Cause the secondary for the, the Ravens has really come along. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. I, I just at this point, yeah, like you said, it's crazy. That team's a six-point favorite against a ten-and-one opponent, but that's that's just how good the Ravens have been over the last five, six weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it's been something to watch. And if they were to do it again here, I mean, it's just all bets are off. They're just if they come out and dominate the 49ers, the Ravens are the Super Bowl favorites. In my, I mean, they just I don't know what else you say at this point because we remember it really all sort of got started as the launching pad was against the Patriots, and and they just haven't missed a beat since. I mean, it's just, man, 
They're they're so good. But I guess it did, in, in a sense, it all got started against the Dolphins because uh, doesn't everything, I mean, really, we go back to week one, uh, at least we saw what the Ravens were capable of uh, there. But, yeah, another level right now, and uh, this is a fun one, uh, without a doubt. So, all right, to the afternoon slate. Um, yeah, see, just just switch it here. Uh, look, I know the Rams and the Cardinals are on the West Coast, but let's just let's have them playing a really early morning game. Uh, let's just give the 49ers and the Ravens uh, an afternoon spot. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry to the L.A. people. Dylan included, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I would be fine with that. <laughs> the Rams at the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams are three-point favorites in this one. Uh, boy, I just you know what? What do you what do you know? What do you expect here? I don't know. It's just. Um, the Rams, I mean, they're like we said. I mean, they can still be right there in this group of teams that could be sitting there um, at six and six, or you know, seven, they, they could be seven and five after this week um, and take a step in front of some of these other teams. But uh, this, <laughs> just like these other teams, like this is it's essentially a must win for the Rams. Like they, I, they have mm-hmm. not looked good, but um, this is a spot where I mean, I don't know. I'm picking the Rams here and. I, I know what it's looked like. I know that they're struggling, but I just feel like they're going to find a way here to, to get a win. But, Dylan, as crazy as it is, you are going to go the opposite of me on a Rams game that doesn't involve picking the Rams here. Yeah, yeah put me out of my misery in terms of the playoff <laughs> hopes. That's part of why I'm picking the Cardinals. But also, I just think the Cardinals have really progressed so much over the course of the year. Yes, their defense is still pretty pretty mediocre and pretty bad at a lot of points but they've they've really played some tough opponents over the last four weeks and you know other than the Saints game they've stayed really close with them so I I, you know I I think the Cardinals at home here given what their offense has really been able to do their top 10 DVOA um, yeah the passing's still been a question mark uh, but they're number two would be on running the ball DVOA wise I think it's going to be another tough matchup for the Rams the team that just got humbled real quick I know uh, how much with a week-to-week thing, and teams really can bounce back. But I think that, I mean, losing the way they did in Monday Night Football, it's going to be they're going to have to really come out hot because this this isn't a Cardinals team that's just going to lay down. This is a rivalry that's been kind of hibernating the last couple of years with the Cardinals struggling as much and the Rams finally getting better. Back when the Rams were not that great and the Cardinals were good under Bruce Arians, these games were pretty heated. And I think it's going to be another uh, really intense atmosphere in this one. I, I just at this point with the Rams offense, I don't trust them to even against some of these bad defenses that they face over the course of the year. They haven't really gotten, you know, lit anyone up that much. Uh, I'll I'll be uh, outside of the first few games of the year. I think combine combine that with what the Cardinals offense has been able to do lately. And a remote, a guy in Tyler Murray that can extend plays the same way. We'll see if they take a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of piece of the Ravens, what they did in terms of their playing calling with some of the trap runs and different things that kind of took Aaron Donald right out of the running game. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I, (laughs) uh, but yeah, I think the main reason I'm doing it is just, I don't want to even think about the Rams playoff scenarios at this point because it's just, I mean, <laughs> six and five is not a terrible record, but as we've talked about NFC, two eight and three teams in the Packers and Vikings, and you got the Seahawks at nine and two. It's not really an easy path to get to without one of those wild card bursts. They're going to have to almost win out, maybe lose one more game to the Niners or Seahawks. But it just, just put me out of my misery. Let me just focus on the NFL as a whole at this point. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of that, we'll move from that to the uh, take your pick game because uh, the Chargers at the Broncos. Like, do, here we go. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites in this one but here's another game like do we have any clue what to really expect here um we, we've seen the broncos play well at times but it's like we, we say that when like the chargers it's i mean they they still have a shot here and it's just 
But do we trust the Chargers? And we all know what the answer is for you, Dylan. We don't. Um, they're four and seven, and it's a long way to get back into you know the the full playoff picture. But I guess who knows? It's the AFC. There's crazy things that happen, as we know. Um, I'll go with the Chargers here, but I'll tell you, I don't feel confident about that at all. But I guess you could probably say that a lot with this Chargers team this year. Yeah, this is a game that yeah I'm gonna side with the Chargers. I, I really don't know why, other than Brandon Allen. Just I, I don't really trust anything that Denver's offense does. But yeah, for the Chargers, uh, that game. I, mean, I guess they. I mean, they obviously could have won going back to the Kansas City game in Mexico City. They could have beaten the Raiders. So they and you know just right before that they blew out the Packers. So they definitely have the talent advantage. Whether they'll come out and play well enough to win. That's my big question. I don't know what their, where their head space is at this point. This is a team that last year was 12 and four this year, four and seven. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of a reality check for them. Denver, we've seen them. Yes. Roll over in certain games against like the bills last week, but they've also played really well against better competition. We saw them kind of kick the butts of the chargers early this year. So I, I wouldn't be shocked that Denver is able to get something going, but I, I, I just think in this one, if I had to really make my, you know, where I feel my gut feeling, I think, you know, the Chargers when the games, when they, when I don't feel as confident, they do win. So that's why I'm going to pick them here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your justification. So that should make Chargers fans feel pretty good uh, about, you know, the, their their reliability here in these types of spots. But uh, obviously, it's just one of those games. It's an AFC West game. You don't really know what you're getting. Um, but you feel like the Chargers should find a way to win this. They would at least move to, to five and seven and and again, stranger things have happened when it comes to uh, the playoff race. Uh, the next one, poor Raiders, man. We, we all wanted this to be the battle for first place. Uh, this was going to be the game, uh, everything on the line, but then the Raiders just completely flopped against the Jets. Now they play at Kansas City. The Chiefs are 10 point favorites in this one. Um, Dylan, this is, there's no way you can pick against the Chiefs here. Uh, and quite frankly, no. I know you ultimately did it, but uh, this was in consideration for my lock of the week just because there's no way I can trust the Raiders uh, after that performance against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, especially with this game at home, I know, you know, earlier in the year they did light up the Raiders in Oakland, but the atmosphere, I know they've lost a lot of games, Kansas City, which is very unusual for them at home. This is Mahomes. This is you know, they're healthy. They're coming off a bye week, and the Raiders just got socked in the mouth by the Jets. They're going to be facing a passing offense that's on a completely different level than that one. I don't. I know it's a rivalry game, and the Raiders are playing kind of for their playoff lives at this point. And uh, you know, if they do win this one somehow, uh, it makes this race for this division a lot more interesting. I just don't think they're going to be able to do it, and I do think the Chiefs have too much firepower not to put up a huge number on that scoreboard. I do not feel incredibly confident with what the Raiders have been doing lately. They're gonna Josh Jacobs is gonna have they're gonna have to run the ball like crazy if they're gonna be able to do anything against the Chiefs. Uh, as any team that faces that defense has known this year, their secondary is not that bad. It's it's pretty it's been actually pretty solid. And so the way to beat them is gonna be running the ball and I just given all the elements uh, if they fall behind early it's gonna be really tough to keep to that game plan. I just think this is a game where the Chiefs kind of, it's kind of a reminder with everyone, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson deserves it, but everyone talking about Lamar Jackson, kind of like we all did last year about Mahomes. I think Mahomes reminds us why he's still, you know, right there along Lamar as the top two young quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, this should be a field day for him. Uh, he should have a chance to, to really do a lot of things uh, here in this one, and uh, Chiefs should uh, roll on here uh, with a big win. So uh, the Patriots at the Texans, we mentioned that a little bit earlier, uh, the Sunday night matchup uh, between two teams that 
I think they're sort of trying to refine their rhythm a bit uh, on offense, and uh, it's been a struggle for the Patriots, as we know. Uh, but Dylan, as much as I wanted to, I'm like, you know what? It's a showdown, prime time, Patriots on the road. Let me go with the Texans, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> I have to go with the Patriots here. I mean, they're, they're three point favorites. Um, you know, this is uh, this is one you can almost kind of consider possibly as a lock, but. We do have our, our concerns about their offense and the way it's flowing here. And, you know, if, if Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins can get hot, uh, you never know what can mm-hmm. happen. This could be a really competitive game. I'd be surprised if it's not. Uh, but you just still, it's just so hard to pick against the Patriots, even with some of their struggles on offense. Yeah, that's my thing and with why I'm picking them. And we've seen them not only just winning Super Bowls, but also just playing really well in Houston in general. Uh, this is a, a stadium here where it's not, it reminds me a little bit of the AT&T thing that I talked about with Dallas in terms of it's just such a big building where I think there's a more of a home field advantage here, but it's still the Patriots. Their fans travel so well and it's on a nice field. I think this will be a game for Tom Brady to kind of get going finally for a Patriots offense that really needs to find their footing before we get to the playoffs and they try to you know take down teams like the Chiefs like the Ravens and whoever they get from the NFC if they do make it to the Super Bowl again and they could play the Texans again in the playoffs I don't I don't think it's out of the question with what we've seen from Houston I still think there's a threat here with yeah with Deshaun Jack or Deshaun Watson he's been so incredible and their offense always seems to find a way to get at least some points up even against some better defenses I just don't. I don't think this is a case of a guy being able to take over. He's not in the same with all the the same advantages that Lamar kind of has in that offense with the talent around him and the scheme. He still has to do a lot of things on his own, and that, that does not really bode well for uh, when you go up against Bill Belichick. I think he's going to force. Uh, and, and Houston really isn't a team. We we saw them when they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. They did rely on the run. They did kind of actually commit to it. If they can commit to it and keep it close again against New England, maybe they have a shot. I just, I think the Patriots defense is just on another level. I just don't think they're going to do enough to really stop them. And I think Houston's defense, uh, it's, it's still on the bottom quarter of the NFL in terms of DVOA. I think they're going to, I think the Pats are finally going to get, you know, closer to 30 points in this one and get their offense going. Yeah, they should be able to. And, and you said it's uh it is though. It's it's a prime time game between two star quarterbacks, and as we know, that can produce some some pretty you know interesting results. Uh, but uh, yeah, this man, there's no way you pick against the Patriots. You just can't do it. It's just um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Texans fans. We tried, we tried, uh, we just couldn't do it. So uh, Patriots, both uh, our picks there, and then we round out with the Monday night game. Vikings at the Seahawks. The Seahawks three-point favorites in this one. Uh, this is another one where, like, I tried to to find a way to say, okay, I trust <laughs> I trust the Vikings here. I, they're going to find a way to get this done. Then I remember back to that game they played last season in Seattle, and we remember just how ooh, it was not mm-hmm. it was yep. not pretty. And so I know again it's a different team, but. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I, I had to pick the Seahawks here. They're three-point favorites. Um, I I feel like the Vikings, I, I trust them more than I did, you know, six weeks ago. But I don't trust them enough to, to get a win here against the Seahawks in Seattle. Yeah, I think uh, back home, Seattle always gets a boost there. And, yeah, for Kirk Cousins, yes, he did win that primetime game against the Cowboys. But as, as I've kind of mentioned, I'm not trying to bash Cowboy fans because they travel better than most fans and make – the road environments seem like neutral environments, but that home stadium advantage just really isn't that big. So when Minnesota went down there with all the fans they had in Dallas and won that game with the perfect conditions and everything with Kirk Cousins, uh, you can take away some from it, but it's a Dallas team that hasn't been anyone good. The Seattle team is reeling off wins. 
against everyone and against a lot of quality uh, competition. Uh, they were a team that I was worried about early in the year, given what their defense was doing, but their defense has really come around and now they're DVOA against the passes of defenses better than Minnesota's. Minnesota's right square in the middle at 16th. And I think I, that does not bode well for Russell Wilson, what this guy's going to be able to do back home. Uh, and the combination of that with Kirk Cousins on the road against a, a really improving Seattle defense that's finding their, finding their way lately. I just think it's a recipe for a game that I did consider making my lock of the week. I didn't out of respect to a Vikings team. I think they're still very good and still, you know, I, I think is going to make the playoffs, playoffs and then could make some noise in there and possibly still win that division given uh, that they're tied now with the Packers. But I just could not. I couldn't bring myself to picking against Russell Wilson. As I've started, they have that philosophy, kind of like with the Ravens, with the Seahawks, and with what Russell Wilson has done. Unless they're facing the 49ers, and even then, I don't even know. We'll see what happens when they get to that matchup back in Seattle. This this team is one of the hottest teams in the NFL. That you know, all the attention is on the Ravens, but and the 49ers after what they did to the Packers. But I think the Seahawks. Everything's kind of coming together, and Russell Wilson's having a special year, and I think he'll keep it going against Minnesota. It's funny what having a star quarterback can do. Uh, it can. Uh, <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a bad luxury, is it? It's. Uh, it's a nice thing to have. So, uh, yeah, the the Seahawks. It's just as we know, that's a that's a tough place to win, anyways. And prime time Monday night. Uh, we remember what happened last season. It's just um, you know the diff- the defense a little bit different, maybe, but. It's just you're not picking against Russell Wilson at this point. He's just uh, he's just been outstanding, and uh, this is feels like a good spot for the Seahawks. Uh, add another win and, and take another step, uh, you know, towards trying to uh, you know have be a team that can uh, have home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs. So we'll see uh, what happens there in that one. But uh, there you go, there are picks uh, for all these games. And hey, if that lasted a little bit longer, we all know why. There are no more buys. Everyone's playing. That's what we enjoy. Uh, we have every team on the field and uh it's uh should be another fun week uh, for sure but dylan as always uh, we have uh, a lot of great stuff going up over at clutch points a lot of great coverage uh, for the week ahead in the nfl so uh tell everybody where they can uh, find all our stuff there yeah so to follow the games you can download the clutch points app and go to the nfl section if you're sitting with your family and you're all kind of taking a breather from all the all the turkey and everything else and you want to watch the game but also follow along live with other fans and some analysis great way to do that with the nfl app um, the NFL section of the Clutch Points app. We also have all of our news, all our articles are posted in that app as well as obviously on clutchpoints.com under the NFL section. You search fantasy football, you'll get all of our fantasy content. Uh, we already did our waiver wire picks and our guys you can drop, and now we'll have start and sit articles, which uh, yeah, a lot of you, yes, even if you're not in the race, there's still some pride on the line in terms of fantasy football. Got to you know, still got to do your job, be the spoiler, because you'd want the other guys in your league to do the same if you're in their situation, vying for playoff spots. Here, if you're, you know, and you could also be securing a buy. There's a lot of uh, as we're trying to do in our touch points <laughs> league. So, yeah, check out those certain cinema articles. A lot of good stuff about the matchups that everyone has. Uh, hoping Gerald Everett uh, can continue this uh, trend of tight ends to playing really well against Arizona. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. Um, all of our podcasts under the podcast section. We got another Waker Clipper battle for LA one coming out soon. Yeah, I know you guys are probably going to be talking about Stephen F. Austin pretty soon here on the college basketball one. Uh, Stone Cold Stephen F. I thought your sleep was pretty good. So yeah, yeah, make sure you follow Blake at the Blake Lavelle for the best uh, the best college basketball memes that you can get out there. Oh gosh, yeah. Now that's uh that was something man uh, we you know we talk nfl on here but that's why we love sports you see a situation like that uh where you have a team like that and uh, yeah Stephen f austin dude because everyone loves duke just like everyone loves the patriots the yankees um all that everyone loves duke right so anytime 
do gets a chance to get beat, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of eyeballs uh, on that one. So yeah, be sure to check out all that stuff. As Dylan said, you know he kind of threw it under the radar there, but you know I am leading the Clutch Points League here uh, with uh, one game to go in the regular season. I'd like to I'd like to lock up the regular season title at least, um, but uh, I need Leonard Fournette to step up. But I think my move for Robbie Anderson, who uh, he's going to be the difference maker. How about that? Yeah. I'm relying on Robbie Anderson to be the guy that pushes me. Uh, you know, over the top in the uh, the playoffs once we get there. So. Doesn't have a bad matchup. He doesn't. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes there. But yeah, be sure to check out all that stuff. As Dylan said, uh, all the, the looks at the, all the different games, fantasy stuff. Uh, we've got a ton of stuff uh, over at Clutch Points. Check it all out. Uh, and uh, for both of us, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Uh, don't eat too much. Um, and uh, enjoy the games because uh, it will be a lot of fun uh, for sure. A fun week here with all the teams back on the field. Uh, so we will see how things unfold as the playoff race is uh, in full gear here uh, in the NFL. So uh, be sure to subscribe to everything, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.